Broadcasting live from nearby planet within range of the Astratorium, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Cameron huh? and Kathleen. Ah. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about Unfinity. Ah. Finally. Yay. Finally. Oh. We're going to talk about Unfinity. Every time I've said it was very fun to work on the set. Please do not ask me any further questions now. Now is the time. Now is the time. This is the first podcast we're going to do about Unfinity, because right now we're in the middle of spoiler season. We're going to talk a little bit about what our job was on this set and how we contributed to it and some of the cards that are already revealed. And then in another episode, we're going to go even more into the weeds um, with our team lead from the Creative Text team is actually going to be joining us, a man by the name of Ari. And uh, we're going to be talking about sort of, uh, you, you know, why it, that's going to be more into the weeds. We'll talk about it more later. But uh, today we're going to talk about what we did, a bunch of the cards that are spoiled, and then uh, where where relevant we'll be doing like, uh, I helped write that part. Uh, but before we do, I want to quickly remind you, of course, that the show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR and uh, order yourself some Infinity. Why not? It's going to be a blast. Some of it's legal in eternal formats. Isn't that an exciting topic of discussion? Also, the show is brought to you by you and your kind of support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. So yes, um, as as is as is <laughs> uh, sort of been uh, burbling away online, because we've talked about it before, but you know, getting information out there is always, you know, like it, disseminating news is always a, a challenge. At every single video, there's still people going... Why I'm Graham Bald. The only um, thing that is instantaneous to disseminate these days online is when you've done something very stupid and you've sent some texts. Yeah, or or <laughs> made a bad playlist choice. Um, <laughs> so there are many comments from people going, wait, Loading Ready Run worked on this set? So distinction, Loading Ready Run as an entity did not actually contribute to this set at all. Hmm. Myself and Kathleen and Cameron did not strictly speaking as the entity of Loading Ready Run. Hmm. Uh, but we did contribute to the set as part of what is called the creative text team. What does that mean? Does that mean that we decided all the cards and made all the mechanics and all this? That? No, we actually, very little of that, uh, like m most of that was, was, was already basically locked in by the time we were involved, which was a while ago at this point. Remember, this set was supposed to come out April 1st. Yeah. And we were working on this... Like in a April, year, May, it, like ahead early, of that? Yeah, yeah, early 2021. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but but we will be the first and last things you read because what we contributed to was titles, the names of the cards, and the flavor text at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So that's what the creative text team does. It's the text that's creative as opposed to mechanical, right? Um, so names and flavor text. So what does that mean? Well, uh, there's this internal tool, which uh, I know that I can say this because I heard Mark mention it recently. It's called Lore Seeker, which is a very clever name. And uh, you can log into it and it's like, all right, here's a mock-up of the card. Usually the art is there. Sometimes it's just a sketch. Sometimes there's no art and you, you know, I say we... I say you, I mean we, the, the creative text writers, have to rely just on the d the description that has been sent to the artist by the art director, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. You get to see those anyway, which is kind of funny when it's like, 
when you see a disparity between what the art director said and what was actually delivered. And obviously they would have worked that out in their own internal communications, but it's just sort of funny when it's like, oh, that's not quite oh, yeah. interesting. Um, so generally speaking, the art is there and there's a playtest name of of the card and the card is there mechanically, almost almost final. Some things still get changed later in the process. Uh, and then they're just sort of like, okay, now it's on to your team. Uh, what do you want to name this card? What's some flavor text for this? So the creative text team, I should say, by the way, uh, I mentioned uh, our, our team lead, Ari Zarulnik. He was the team lead for creative text. Mark Rosewater was also on the team because he was on literally every part of, like every team through every part of the design for the set. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, was myself, Kathleen, and Cameron. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, someone by the name of Austin Bridges, who has been, this was, I think he said his like dozenth mm -hmm. creative text gig at Wizards. So he's been doing names and flavor text for other sets for years. And then Sean Baby, who uh, as well as being a magic player casually in his personal life has, you know, been a online comedy writer since the before times, like since basically since there's been online comedy writing mm -hmm. on the internet, I joked uh, well, I say I joked. He joked with me uh, when we were sort of introducing ourselves the first day on the on the job, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a big fan of your stuff. I used to read your articles on back on the a previous, probably now previous previous iteration of uh, Cracked dot com." Mm -hmm. To which he responded, "Ah, my late my late career work," <laughs> which was very funny. So it was it was great to get to to get to work with with uh, with mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sean, who I was familiar with prior get to work with Kathleen and Cameron obviously um and people okay. who I hadn't known their work before but it was really cool to work with them on this as well so it was it was at the same at it was weirdly uh collaborative and very not collaborative mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. in a couple different ways because basically they would be like like <laughs> you would think that with the three of us collaborating so often on scripts and things here at Loading Ready Run that we would always be throwing in ideas and bandying stuff back and forth. Kathleen and I lived together, obviously. We also didn't, but no, we did not actually like work together on stuff because every one of us was responsible for submitting suggestions for names and flavor texts for every single card. Mm -hmm. And so, and we have different brains. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it didn't actually, it... Wizard's process does not actually sort of work in like a collaborative, like writing room kind of way in that regard. Mm -hmm. So like we would all be throwing in individual ideas. Yeah. You're just like, you know, going into brainstorming mode. What am I? Okay. It's a, it's a, what have we seen right now? Ah, it's a, a clown car, right? Yeah. What are we going to, I mean. Actually, that's a good example of probably it's good. I think this should be called clown car, but you know what? I'm going to come up with a couple others. <laughs> that's a good example, actually, of the clown car. It's one of the attractions um, because the, the playtest name, I think, was just clown car. Right. And it's that's one of those ones where it's like everyone just goes, well, this should just be clown car. Mm hmm. But I guess we'll all come up with another name. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case because we're supposed to. But everyone agrees that it should be clown car. But. So we would all submit our individual ideas. And then Ari's job as team lead was then to not only select sort of which, like what gets through and what 
what works, but to also sort of to 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 pick and choose. And you didn't necessarily get, you know, if it's not like it would be like, uh, okay, this this is Graham's card, so he's got the name and the flavor text on this card, right? It'd be like one person's name, a different person's flavor text. But very often it would be like, this is a good idea for flavor text from Cameron, but there's also a good suggestion here from Kathleen. I'm going to combine those and we're going to get this. And so it's something that like Ari as the team lead, the editor mm-hmm. puts together there from different ideas from people. Uh, that That's the sort of, that's what I mean by there's like the collaborative aspect. There was also, I mean, when we were submitting ideas, uh, you know, someone would make an idea and someone else would see that and it would inspire them and they'd be like, Ooh, I have riffed on your idea below and then submit a different idea that's similar, but you know, there's definitely like some inspiration there, but you know, so it's, that's what I mean by there's, it was not collaborative in that it was, we didn't discuss it mm-hmm. internally amongst ourselves or with other members of the team. Everyone had to submit all their own ideas, but at the same time it was sort of collaborative because it's like, all right, all the ideas are in this big bucket. And they can all just get like mashed up and squished together and wrung out and then something excellent will show up at the end. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Your, your, your goal is to, to, to help fill the bucket. Fill the bucket with the good comedy. <laughs> or just like my thought was like, all right, how much space do I got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I got three lines on this? <gasps> oh, I can have as many adjectives as I want if I have three lines, I think. And then, like, my goal was always, like, all right, how do I tell a story with this? Mm. I want people to read this two sentences, maybe, or maybe one sentence that I have. And it's, like, they know the setting. They know the person. They know something about the person. Um, So here's one that just came out, so I know I can talk about it. Punchy was programmed to do two things, punch tickets and love punching tickets. Yeah, this this is the card... It's like end of the work day. I don't actually remember what this is called now. Done for the day. Done for the day. Hmm. Uh, which is, we'll talk. Yeah, here we go. Two and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, if you control an employee, a performer, or a robot, you may get a ticket or create a treasure token. If you control all three, you may put a sticker on a non-land permanent you control. We'll, we can talk about the mechanics in a moment. But we're much more interested with the flavor text, which as Kathleen said, was punchy was programmed to do two things, punch tickets and love punching tickets. So we just now this is actually this technically speaking goes against some of the some of the rules that we were initially told, which was to not name the robots. Mm-hmm. But we did or Kathleen did in this case, and they went with it anyway, which is great. Well, because it tells you all you need to like because one, I think like the elf is supposed to be the, the focus of it. But like you can see Punchy's face more and he looks very happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, you know, people, like I, I said, I put this as a Reddit comment. The, the entire creative text team wanted to make the Astratorium a nice place to work, and we wanted the employees to be happy. Yep. Because why not? It's a <laughs> fantasy. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, let's take a quick look at um, Night Shift of the Living Dead, which was Cameron's card name. Anyhow, I brought that up because I feel like that tells a nice story. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kathleen's flavor text of at the Astratorium, even the dead make a living wage. Because, yeah, as I've mentioned a couple times, the, the whole creative text team, we were really keen. Because the, the, the theme of the, of the Astratorium in general was like, okay, you know, it's like it's potentially dangerous. Uh, Meyer is really focused on, you know, 
throughput. Throughput, yeah, maximizing yeah. profit. Uh, you know, it's 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 definitely got some sort of you know CD periphery to it. You know, it's like some of the rides are falling apart or dangerous. But 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 we really wanted to make it clear that it was n- it was not a bad place to work. She was not cruel to her employees. <laughs> yeah, she's. You know what? It's a lot. There. I I I like to think of it. Hey, there's a lot going on. It's a lot to maintain a giant space station. There's several infestations going on. You know, clearly the captain's on some sort of workplace improvement program. She's got a lot happening. But the people who are working there are well paid and are happy and are taking care of it and are doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how all of this is happening. There's a surprising amount of cooperation that needs to happen if you're going to have a you know an intergalactic amusement park yep with you know hundreds of rides competence (laughs) is that is that weird that i'm like yes in my fantasy world everyone is competent (laughs) (laughs) in my fantasy everyone's competent and well paid for it uh uh, do we want to just keep looking at some of the spoilers or do we want to talk a bit more about working on it or I think we should save the working on it talk for when Ari gets here I think we should, let's go through the spoilers but I also want to say which I think is really fun we were working on it you know you'd read the you'd read the rules but if the if, especially with this because the flavor was very like the you know we were really trying to capture what was going on with the flavor of the park because it's so high concept mm-hmm. a lot of the time you know the flavor that was more about what was going on in the world rather than what was going on the rules tended to be the direction that people tended to focus on. Um, and so unless the it really was very like rule specific to the card, I would read it and go, okay, but that's not really of any interest to me right now. Uh, I'm going to read that art brief another four times and really try to figure out what the mood they're trying to portray is and stuff like that. And so I've forgotten everything. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's I, the best uh, preview season ever. To be fair, I don't even think that we, at the time, understood how stickers worked. No. Hmm. Like, I only very recently have I been like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how they worked or how to get them. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have tried to figure it, wasn't, it out, but it wasn't, wasn't really relevant to that us. That wasn't my job. <laughs> yeah. I'd get to know eventually. <laughs> oh, like I mean, like, the, yeah, the, I mean, I, I kind of read the rules to yeah. get a sense of why things worked yeah um and to kind of get a sense for how that could you know inform the flavor text and the the name of the cards mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean cam's like i read the cards i don't know what's your problem <laughs> <laughs> we i'm joking you know it's funny because sometimes uh you 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 realize i mean um there was i think there was actually a card in a previous set that jokes about this but you realize that the flavor text can do a lot of heavy lifting or i mean mm-hmm. even the name to an extent um where there's clearly an intent from the card's designer about sort of why this card does what it does from a flavor from a flavor perspective and it doesn't necessarily come across in like you can when you're sitting down and you're reading the the art brief and the creative brief and you see the art and you see the rules you can you can sort of be like I get what they were trying to do and this combination of stuff I don't think necessarily conveys that but we can fix it <laughs> we can 
do something. I can't think of a good example of this right now, but it's like we can explain something in flavor text so that if someone goes, why does this art do this mechanic? And then they read the flavor text and go, oh, oh, okay. Hmm. You know, not necessarily in a way that's like, oh, it all makes sense, but like, oh, at least they had, at least they thought of it. You yeah, know? yeah. There's a uh, um, a unity. Yeah, yeah, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, but we did not in uh, do you know decide other stuff about the cards when, when it was um, when Katarina of Myra's Marvels was spoiled. There was one person that was like, ah, Kathleen. Did the did, did it's the she made a lady with a cat named Katarina? This is obviously you know like uh, Kathleen designed this card, and Kathleen was like, no, 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 I did not. No, mm-hmm. I think you suggested Katrina as a name, maybe, uh, and then Ari did Katarina. Uh, this is a cycle, by the way, uh, which I I suggested the name Myra's Marvels, but I no individual name. <laughs> Yeah, these are legend- oh, mine got on. These are like the most famous performers at the park, aside from Myra. These yeah. are like the top build people. So there's mm-hmm. one for each color. Hmm. So, so there's there's this lady who just has magic cats. Yeah, Katarina is two white white for a three three human performer. Uh, as she enters the battlefield, choose a letter. Whenever you cast a spell whose name begins with the chosen letter, create a white two two cat creature token with flying, and she's got partner. So you can have two commanders. They both have partner. So yeah, I believe. Uh, as as you can see from this text box, nobody's flavor text suggestions for the for any of Myra's marvels would have been used because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's too many rules. Um, that 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 uh, that <laughs> we definitely uh, I don't know about you uh, I don't know about you Cameron but uh, Kathleen and I've been doing this during spoiler season. We've been seeing the cards and being like, oh, there's no flavor text on this one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, d- 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 all three of us, I think, have that experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got to work on goblins. This was a big. This was a big thing for me. Um, people have always asked, um, uh, you know, like, "Hey, what's your favorite flavor text or whatever?" And my, from when I started playing the game years ago, uh, I've always enjoyed the goblins because I'm a silly guy, and the goblins have always, even in serious sets, have had funny flavor text, mm-hmm. uh, and so I've always enjoyed that. Uh, I've said that one of my favorite flavor texts of all time is Light Minefield from Rise of Eldrazi, which is, if you want to kill a lot of goblins really quickly, make your defenses look like fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, getting to finally actually work on some goblin cards was was uh, a, a big deal for me. Um, I was very pleased with... I don't rec- actually recall the name of it. It was just recently spoiled, I think today... It's the airbrusher, the guy working on the T-shirt. Goblin airbrusher. Is it just? Yeah. Is it actually Goblin airbrusher? I can't remember what it what he ended up being named. I can't find him on Scryfall, um, but he was just spoiled today. I should have should have planned this. Um, desperately checking the subreddit where I saw <laughs> it earlier today. Yeah, Goblin airbrusher. There we go. Yeah, one in a red for a two one Goblin employee. Uh, whenever you place a sticker create a treasure token if it's an art sticker instead create two treasure tokens uh don't recall who was responsible for the name here but i suggested uh, the flavor text of once he'd worked out which end of the thing the paint came from he was promoted to shirt duty because this is a goblin piker one in a red for a two one and mm. so that's a direct reference to the flavor text for goblin piker which is one once he'd worked out which end of the 
what which end was the pointy one he was promoted to guard duty is i think essentially mm. what mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. so this is a direct reference there um there's a lot of what I like about this set is like mechanically there's a lot of like delightful references to other cards as well. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a real like you know, it's a real magic magic set, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not 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 the least of which be, uh, because the uh you know, the magic IP exists at this park, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um uh and then the other one that I'm particularly very proud of is Goblin Cruciverbalist. I'm I'm inordinately proud of that because this is a the a cruciverbalist is someone who's a fan of crossword puzzles and generally speaking that word is only used as a clue in crossword puzzles. I've never actually seen it come up in any crossword puzzle I've ever done. It's well, it's not a very common word either. I, I guess that's like a New York Times level one. But yeah, I just love that it's yeah. I was like, oh, perfect, mm. cruciverbalist. Yes, excellent. Also, I just, did, he looks so thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you you know he's about to just fill in four clues here. Yeah, he's about to crack this whole thing wide open. Yeah, he's about to do that thing where you get one word, and then suddenly you can do all the words that cross from it, and it, and you, like, fill an entire, like, quadrant of your crossword puzzle out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying. <laughs> uh, for our spoilers, um, one of the ones we had, uh, I wanted to talk about, bar entry the one with your flavor text cameron oh yeah um which uh you know it's funny right because it's like the name bar entry again i I don't know who actually suggested that name but it wasn't the wasn't the playtest name mm-hmm. but you look at it and it's like well, what else would you call it of course it, you know like it, it seems like you would start from that right? right there's so many of these jokes where it's like like some of them went like the big top was playtest name was the big top and everybody just commented it was like this should just be called the big top mm-hmm. right like why are you even asking us but some of them it's like oh of course like of all of them actually carnival barker i can't believe was not the original name for that one because he's a dog in like a carnival thing leading the three ring circus but it's like obviously that's carnival barker that's mm-hmm. genius anyway but so for bar entry um uh Obviously, it's got uh, it's a uh, three and a white for an instant. Choose one: destroy target creature with power four or greater, or or destroy target creature with any part of its head higher than the bar. Align the tops of both cards to check with the flavor text. You will either begin or end the ride no taller than this, which is <laughs> which is ominous. <laughs> yeah, a casual decapitation joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to let you know that uh, Scryfall mm-hmm. already has a search parameter where you can turn in oh. all the results that die to bar entry Amazing. in terms of head height on the card. Uh, whether or not you can do this optionally, whether or not uh, they would already be destroyed by having four greater power. So you can look at ones that wouldn't be killed by the first mode, but would be killed by the second. <laughs> Going to get so many card alters with this. <laughs> Uh, it's good stuff. Um, gosh, what else? There's so many spoilers. Um, do we want to talk about all them, any of the mechanics at all? Or like, do like, oh, now that they're all sort of out there. Yeah, no, like I've talked big game about how I actually tried to read the mechanics and now I can't remember any of them. So we also didn't know how attractions worked at the time initially. I think they might've explained it at one point, but similar to the contraptions deck, the attraction thing is a is a separate deck, uh, and it's different in draft 
then it isn't constructed. There's different rules for it. I think it actually says so on the card back, very similar to contraptions. Um, but uh, there's uh, there's different variants of contraption or sorry of attractions because when you go there, uh, you need to roll a you need to roll a d6, and you only visit the attraction if the specific roll that's mentioned on the card uh, mm-hmm. shows up. And so to to add that sort of variety, there's different versions of the attractions, uh, and each version has different flavor text. So that's so for the attractions, they were like, all right, everyone just throw in a ton of flavor text because mm-hmm. we're going to need a lot. Uh, which was which was very fun, honestly. Which was super fun. Yeah, yeah. There was actually this was this was an interesting sort of creative discussion uh, internally, which was not our this was not our final decision, but they hadn't yet decided whether they wanted to make the attractions sort of uh, generalized, like roller coaster mm. and log flume, or if they wanted to have them all be this yeah funny magic the gathering names joke names for you know like tybalt's tunnel of love and the teferi's time twister and you know which i believe is on one of the flavor texts in garrick's wake yeah garrick's wake the log flume ride yeah Yeah. i like that one a lot um and so we we were suggesting all sorts of different names and eventually they decided i I think this is probably the correct decision that the the attractions are sort of anonymized names but we could make references to them Mm -hmm. uh in the in the flavor text but yeah getting to do a lot of different flavor texts for those was was super fun (laughs) one of the i can't believe they printed this one but one of the ones for the costume shop uh, was my suggestion of dress up like all your favorite planeswalkers and Oko. Did that get spoiled or previewed today? Okay. Oh, no, it got spoiled uh, last week, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dress up like all your favorite planeswalkers and Oko. And I I was like, really? They're printing that one? Awesome. Mm. Yeah. That one, that one was good. I don't know. I like, I, like, I like that they, you know, they're like, hey, we're doing multiples. Let's do some weird ones. Let's mm-hmm. go. I don't know. I think that was nice. I think, you know, everybody felt I, it was a tremendously creative freeing. It's like, just do whatever you want. We're going to be printing a lot. We don't know what we want. Do, oh, do the thing. The, uh, your one for the carousel. Oh, yeah. Um, the, like, encased in a slow time bubble. Ensconced. Ensconced. Oh, ensconced is such a good word. Yeah. Uh, it's, I can't remember the, the name. I can't remember the actual name of the attraction. It might just be the carousel. It's merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. Because mm. those words are interchangeable, but not in all English dialects, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would not call this a merry-go-round. A merry-go-round for me is that the playground is the little yeah, thing the with thing handles that, that you spin. Launch I, small children yeah, exactly. laterally. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big thing is also a merry-go-round. See, I call that a carousel. It, Horse tornado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I also call it a carousel because that's, <laughs> that's what I wrote. Yeah, but it, yeah, they're ensconced in a slow time bubble that makes a five-minute ride take nine hours. The carousel is a very popular childcare option. Now you had to, you not had to, you decided to clarify your. There's some people on Reddit being like, "Wait, so the kids are in there for nine hours?" And it's like, no, that no, no, they go in, and it seems like only five minutes has passed because it's a slow time bubble. Mm-hmm. Right. But they come out and you've had nine hours to, as I explained at the Reddit thread, to go on the, the scary adult rides, respond to some emails and have a nap, which I feel like that lets you know that I am a parent. <laughs> you pick them up and they've had a nice time. Yeah, uh, that sounds great. 
Mm-hmm. They had a great time. And then you're like, great, let's go to the concession and leave. Yeah. You know? It's fine. We have annual passes. We can come back to the Astratorium. Yeah, whenever it's next in this sector. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I also liked, um, the uh, is it the, the children's? roller coaster i don't oh, know yeah we decided it was going to be the only safe ride in the park yeah the whole creative text team i don't know for some reason was like hey let's not actually even imply that children may be injured here i don't know why yeah <laughs> normally we're things? all for child maiming yeah but but yeah. not today individually no this is it's the, the uh, kitty coaster i think is what it ended up being called it's called kitty coaster i think so yeah i think so yeah there's the there's one of the one of the flavor texts from uh I don't know if this one's actually from Sean Baby, but it's it mentions Salzon's ride reviews, which those were Austin's. Austin made Salzon. Oh, I thought Sean invented Salzon. Whoops. Well, anyway, um, uh, yeah, uh, the the flavor text on. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Spinny Ride also has one from Salzon. Salzon shows up on a couple different ones, um, uh, but uh, the one for the the Kitty Coaster is that Salzon actually wrote it on the ride. It's just yeah, like it was so mild. Yeah, it was so mild. I was able to write my review on the. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it is. It is actually called Kitty Coaster. I guess maybe they're not on Scryfall yet. Hmm. Um, there's another one uh, on Kitty Coaster from Ambassador Blorpity Blorp Boop, saying the calming motion of this grubbling's ride reminds me of my world's beauty before this mobile astro park obliterated it. <laughs> So that's nice. <laughs> I like also that the uh um all the all the robots um talking talking all caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I mean, I know I did you, that. Yes, I don't know if you I immediately that. zeroed in on that. See, this is a fu- I think it's a funny illustration of how our minds work. I remember who wrote what kind of flavor text mm. attributions. I don't remember what the rules on the cards were. For mental health reasons, I did not form memories in 2021. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Um <laughs> well, let's see what other what other cards got spoiled then. Uh Let me see. Hmm. Uh oh, I remember the so the trivia contest attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember throwing in a suggestion for the name Only Correct. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Which was... The, That's so good. <laughs> referencing the uh, British trivia panel show Only Connect. <laughs> this was when we were throwing in ideas for what this could be called. It's not just a generalized name, but ended up going with Trivia Contest. I love also uh, the character of Vorthos there, mm. who she just looks like she's having an absolute ball, presumably because she's getting all the answers correct. Um but actual Vorthos is a very good card too. Hmm. Uh, continuing the um, uh, the cycle of putting the uh, the uh, what are they called again? The archetypes, the Arch- gamer personalities, Ar- archographics. There was some sort of some word that they use, and I can't remember. But you know, like Spike and Johnny and now Vorthos, Steward of Myth, the Vorthos, the person who cares about the lore. Uh, one in a red for a one-three human gamer. Subgamers, as Vorthos, steward of myth, enters the battlefield, choose a named magic character. Each spell you cast with a chosen character in its name, flavor, text, or art costs Wooberg less to cast. This effect reduces only the amount of colored mana you pay. And I do like this. It's, I don't know where this flavor text came from, 
uh, which is just wait, my Madara deck isn't all Emperor Bolas. There's an Umazawa th- sub theme, That's which good is very good. Text, I actually don't know where this flavor text came from either. I have no recollection of anyone who like I I think a different thing got got finalized. This is the thing. After we were hands off, right? Uh, obviously the the like I said, Ari had a whole pass that he and Mark would do looking over everything as well. They certainly um, have like copy editors as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's also the 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 rules editor does a pass. Yeah. And sometimes the length of rules text needs to change, which is why we mentioned sometimes things don't show up there. So it's like even when we're done, the process isn't done. And so it's still a surprise to us to be like, oh, well, you know, it we, we may have been in a position where it's like, this card with this name and this flavor text that so-and-so and so-and-so wrote is locked in. And then now in spoilers, it's like, oh, but it's not. Okay, cool. You know, it's like, yeah. it's f- fine, ultimately. It's just sort of like, ooh, a surprise. Mm-hmm. So another card that has just been previewed today is Minoxa, Midway Manager. And uh, <laughs> I love her. She's great. Uh, I don't remember who wrote, can we get this ghost 11% spookier? I think it might have been... Morrow. Might have been, yeah. It's, it's just very clean, and it's just like, tells you a little bit about what her job is. So I think that's very good, but uh, uh, and she's she's eternal, so you could build, uh, she doesn't have an acorn, so you could build, she could be your commander. Whenever you roll a three or higher, Minoxa Midway Manager gains first strike until end of turn. If the roll was four or higher, it gains medicine until end of turn. If the roll was five or higher, it gains lifelink until end of turn. Six. Roll a six-sided die. That seems pretty good. It's very cool. Just like you can just roll a dice anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and uh, I I came up with the name Minoxa, uh, and uh, that makes me very happy that that's on a card now. It's a very good name. Yeah. It's, why only use it once? <laughs> Where did Minoxa appear originally? Oh, she's the she's the bad guy in Camp Nettleby. Right. Oh, I not right, even by yeah. one order. No, I thought it was Camp Nettleby was Minoxa, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. I figured she's never coming back, right? Because she was, uh, she was uh, like a child murdering warlock. Right. So mm-hmm. She's done. She got beaten up by the kids. But I was like, you know, that is the that is a really good bad guy name. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I just feel like Minoxa's serious business. So. I also do like that. As a vampire, not all the vampires at the Astratorium are dirtbag teenagers. No. Yeah. Some of them are capable 20-somethings. Yeah, some of them are upper management material. Yeah. Or lower management material. Management material. Yeah, exactly. I, I do like that there is the there is this theme in the art that the that sort of the uh, action point kind of... Or class action part? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, that... The the as you say the 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 dirtbag teenagers working this as a summer gig mm-hmm. are sort of represented by vampires mm-hmm. like on uh, Scampire I think is one of them uh, that that is that has been spoiled. Uh, just the uh, yep this one and I guess it's not actually one I was thinking of but yes here's here's Scampire. Oh, uh, is it the sneering employee? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, what is that card called? Scampire is two and a black for a one three. When it enters the battlefield, you get a ticket and then you can put a sticker on a creature card in your graveyard and then you can pay three and a black to return a creature card with a sticker on it from your graveyard to the battlefield that creature gains haste exile it at the beginning of the next end step activate only as a sorcery um 
you get just real quick with the stickers because some people are like, how do the how do the stickers work? Car- cards will tell you when to put stickers on cards, and 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 of what kind, if relevant. Otherwise, you can choose what kind of sticker. Some kinds of stickers cost tickets. That's the, that's it, really. Mm-hmm. There's cards that give you tickets, and you use the tickets to pay for certain kinds of stickers, usually ability and power toughness stickers. Um, there's four kinds of stickers on the sticker cards. There's names, art, ability, and power and toughness. And the ability and power and toughness cost tickets because they're usually more powerful. Hmm. That's how stickers work. Yes, they're eternal legal. No, I don't think it's going to be a problem. <laughs> I really don't. It's uh, just don't think they're powerful enough, frankly. <laughs> I I like the idea of being able to show up to Commander with an attractions deck, though. That seems interesting. Yeah. Only some of the attractions, though. Only some, not all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, we were not part of the decision process for this. Uh, where's the other uh, vampire? Do you have the one handy, James? Yeah, discourtesy clerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Myra doesn't pay the vampires to smile, but only because guests found it off-putting. I like commander tax, not included. (laughs) I feel like if a vampire smiled at me, I'd be way more worried than if they were rude to me. Hmm. Yeah. If they're rude to you, it's like, oh, they just don't like me. If they smile at me, they want to eat me. (laughs) Exactly, right? So Discourtesy Clerk is three and a black for a 3-2 vampire employee. When Discourtesy Clerk enters the battlefield, open an attraction, which is to say put the top card of your attraction deck onto the battlefield. That's how you open attractions. At the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more attractions, you draw a card and lose one life. Pretty cool. Go hard on on attraction. I don't know what colors, if there are colors. I assume they're in all colors. I don't know if there's an attractions deck. I'm looking forward to finding out. I mean, I think uh, Black Red likes them the most because so, yeah. as like the dice dice rolling um, uh, uh, deck mm. in the format. That makes sense, yeah. You roll a lot of dice with attractions. Yeah. Because you visit them. Do you, get to, do you get to do that every turn? Is it like contraptions in that regard? I think so. I seem to remember so. Yeah, and then you, you roll a die and you see what attractions are open. Nice. Don't quote me. <laughs> Again... <laughs> We're we're here for names and flavor text. We don't mm-hmm. we didn't uh uh you know, we didn't we didn't do the rules nor did we <laughs> nor did we ingest them I suppose. <laughs> um look, I have a very sophisticated filing system which is to take everything that's not immediately relevant to me and throw it right in the bin. <laughs> Except that you're really good at remembering who suggested what <laughs> what suggestions for well, the set. clearly something about my brain thinks that it would be important to hold on to that, probably because I'm extremely anxious and very worried about making people mad at me for somebody who's not me suggesting that I did something that I didn't do and then for getting credit for somebody uh, else's I, work and to, then not being able to immediately disprove it. To, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, uh, be, incorrect attribution uh, does just make my the inside of my skin crawl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 I get so uncomfortable when someone attributes to me work that someone else has done. And I'm, I quickly correct when I'm able to, but yeah, I, I very, very much respect that. That it's like, Oh no, no, that wasn't me. Yeah. I, uh, I'm actually wondering now, uh, did any of us squeak through the British, Canadian, or Commonwealth spelling of color, honor, 
that kind of thing onto cards? No, I think that I think unfortunately the copy editors would have clamped down on that. I don't think that they let that happen. I tried not to do it because I knew I was writing for Americans, but it felt wrong. It yeah. felt wrong every time. Yeah. What you know what bugs me is that my phone uh puts a red underline under both spellings of color. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Either no matter what you do, you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Makes me avoid those words, to be honest. Yeah. Over the past week, though, I have trained it to autocomplete the word astratorium. Mm. It still thinks it's misspelled. Like, it still puts a red underline under it. But if I go astro, and then it goes, ah, yeah, yeah. You've typed this word a lot recently. Mm. I'm like, yes, I have. Um, I don't know who's responsible for the name Claire DeLune Joy Sculptor. But I know that uh, this is one of those flavor text I mentioned where this was, I suggested something involving, I don't know if it was Merit Lage, it was something, but I suggested the the like, though that one takes a lot of balloons and it uh, got sort of workshopped into uh, the, the, current, the current iteration of she'll sculpt goblins, sapperlings, Merit Lage, though that one takes a lot of balloons. Mm-hmm. I would love to see. Also, it seems like they're alive, so the <laughs> the notion of a merit lage balloon animal is kind of terrifying i should tell you what she does uh white blue for a two three human performer when claire de lune enters the battlefield for the rest of the game tokens you own become cards that are still tokens so they continue to exist after they leave the battlefield and for one white blue and tap you can put a token from your graveyard or hand onto the battlefield I guess referencing Merit Lage on this card specifically makes it even more scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, terrifying. Yeah. Good good flavor text synergy there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, if Merit Lage gets bounced, I may simply return her. <laughs> yes. She'll be back. Uh, another one that I, I can't believe sort of got through. Again, I don't know who's responsible for this one, but one of the flavor texts on Trash Bin. Uh it says yet another trash uncommon. <laughs> I don't think it was me, so kudos to whoever put that one in there. Yeah, and I, that's I love like that the that most got magic player met met flavor text ever. It's like ah, oh. yep. <laughs> I like. There's another one that says standing knee deep in unsorted astrotarium garbage. Gernt couldn't help but f- feel his trip was finally starting to turn around. I I think we came up with so many ridiculous goblin names to in flavor or just other just names, just random people's names to attribute quotes to in flavor text. I don't think most of them got like well, actually made it know, to print right? but you you don't know and so it's like uh we'll attribute this to you, you know whoever. Like uh, that's another thing is that there's sort of like a there's a a pass that some some someone who does copy makes at some point again beyond our contributions where it's like who does it make sense to attribute these quotes to right and so sometimes we'd be like oh we're just going to make up a quote because this seems like a piece of flavor text that would be a quote and we'll attribute it to this name and just make something up and then later it'll be like well we have this card that's a character and it would make more sense for it to be that like i think there's one that and i don't know where it is but it ended up being attributed to Minoxa because that just made sense because she's the midway manager uh Mm -hmm. but originally it was submitted with just like you know Bort the 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 guy you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so it's interesting uh that like sometimes those get through because 
you know, you will often have not get through as it as in it's like a mistake or that they're sneaking through. But sometimes those do make it to print because it is nice for sort of the to give the impression of a larger world building to to have uh, quote attributions to cards that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's actually very good and interesting. It sort of makes the world seem bigger because there's people, there's other people, you know, but in some situations it makes more sense to be like, no, no, this should be this character that we already have because that just because they're already in the set yeah stuff. but then you get like the beloved characters that are referenced like multiple times on flavor text over the years and finally get their own cards and then everyone's really happy so you yeah know, that's always fun well i mean it's a chance to characterize th- these people yeah mm-hmm. right and give a sense of their personality um i quite like the uh Flavor text. I know. Th- I, I do recall this one. This was uh, Sean's flavor text on Tusk and Whiskers, uh, which I n- named. Um, I think I originally had a epithet there, but there wasn't room for it. But yeah, Tusk and Whiskers, the the elephant and mouse with the flavor text, weighing in at a combined thirteen thousand pounds and two ounces. It's just a very clean little little phrase there. It's mm-hmm. like, yep, the two ounces of mouse yeah. and thirteen thousand pounds of elephant. Also, uh, three white green for a 4-4. Whenever you put an ability sticker on a creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. And for two and green and white and tap, you get a ticket. And you can put a sticker on a non-land permanent you own. So, uh, uh, And uh, this is also eternal. So you can make yourself make yourself a sticker commander deck, a Selesnia stickers deck. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Why not? I might do that. Actually... Uh, some some tech that um, Ben was talking about uh, with I think it was it not was it photo op is that the name of the card not mobile clone that's a different one mobile clone turns your phone into a Uh, yeah photo ops the black one yeah Mm -hmm. so single single black mana sorcery before the game begins you may post a picture of yourself posing like the art of any magic card with hashtag guess that magic card and no other text you may reveal a reply posted today with a guess and a card you own from outside the game with the same name as that guess. Put that card into your hand and then you exile photo op. Ah. Now, Ben immediately noticed the guess doesn't have to be correct. Mm-hmm. I was I was just about to say that. <laughs> and the card that you get from outside the game does not have to be the card you were posing for. Yep. Yeah. You just have to pose like any magic card, and as long as anyone guesses anything, you get to get this card from outside the game. Demonic Tutor. Yeah. <laughs> if you can pose like Black Lotus, then you know what? Yeah. I'll give it to you. It's like, what what magic card am I posing like? Uh, I don't know, uh, Goblin Chain Whirler? Wrong, but thank you for this Crater Hoof Behemoth. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, though mobile clone is is very funny. Uh, two blue blue for a sorcery. Using a mobile device, take a picture of target creature. That device enters the battlefield as a token <laughs> that is a photocopy of the pictured creature. Oh my god. Photocopies include auras, equipment, counters, and stickers in the shot. Don't touch other people's phones without permission, and be careful if you do. <laughs> I love... <laughs> there was a response on Reddit that was like... Don't touch other people's phones without permission, smiley face. And be careful if you do, gun. (laughs) Right? It's like the, and if you do, you know, after you've asked permission, watch it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't go leafing through their crap. 
That seems very powerful. You get all the stick stickers, you get the auras, you get the equipment. Yeah. And then someone can Doomblade your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Finally. I, wow. I feel like we got to do a thing where somebody actually like takes an axe to a phone. <laughs> Cuts we, like the void. Maybe we could make a phone out of like... Or the void cake and fondant <laughs> so just split in half not for just for the splitting picture yeah, just like yeah. putting down the phone funk, and then just having it cleanly bisect yes right and then we you know it change was, the prop. it's a cake mm -hmm. <laughs> what an amazing practical effect to just see a cake to see a the perfect cake split mm. like, oh god do you have um james do you have the various iterations of the clown extruder Again, a name that I don't know who's responsible for, but I can't believe. I think that was Sean, baby. At Canada, just clown extruder. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, it's good, but there's this. I think this attraction as a as a unit has some of my favorite flavor text. The sound it makes is indescribable and unsettling, but it does make a great clown. <laughs> is there any other ones? Do you have or? Uh, let me see if I can find the other. Uh, oh, here we go. They're on. Oh, they're on the official Wizards Image Gallery. Who goes there for their information? Hmm. He said embarrassingly. <laughs> uh, oh, it's just taking a while to load. Maybe that's part of the problem. One moment while I. Ah, here we go. Okay. Here's various flavor texts for Clown Extruder. One day it will produce a clown that can itself produce a clown. Until that day, it will not rest. <laughs> Pietra's mirthing pod <laughs> boasts an output that's hilarious and impressive. A real laugh a minute. Pietra's mirthing pod. Uh, and then my favorite in all caps, congratulations, it is a clown. <laughs> uh, very, yeah. You get to have a lot of fun with these. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I do love the conceit that the clowns are robots. And the mm -hmm. robots are not, do not feel pain. Yep. <laughs> I remember getting that briefing at the beginning. The robots are not in like a pain, unhappy existence. Yeah, they they're are not just. In... They're, they're like they're like the robot that assembles a car in a in a car plant. Yeah, they're right? they're Roombas. Yeah, yeah. They just happen to their programming is to bring mirth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They were they were. You know, they were very clear. It's like, don't worry, the robot, the robot clowns are fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is fun. Uh, Gray Merchant of Alphabet. Oh yeah, getting to codify in the flavor text that at least this character. I don't know about the Gray Merchant of Asphodel, but the Gray Merchant of Al Alphabet, at least this character's name is Gary. <laughs> like any young zombie, Gary dreams of escaping the underworld to join the circus. Uh, it's, I should read what it does. Three black black for a two, four zombie performer. When it enters the battlefield, choose a letter for each creature you control that has the chosen letter in its name. You gain one life and each opponent loses one life. It's very cool. Also, I like that the art is like, it's fancy Gary. It, yeah, it's the, it's the theme park tune up of the gray merchant of Asphodel, right? Like it's, yeah. it's the gray merchant, but louder and flashier and with color and feathers and it's like oh okay cool chocolate sure. coins yeah yes. presumably yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah and i think this is really important like we got this card and it's just like 
this is clearly Gary. Look at what he does, right? He's a zombie. He looks like him. That's in the art brief, the, mm-hmm. right? You can read in the art brief that it's supposed to be referencing this, and then you look at it. Yes. So, like, it's the that's the design team who are making basically. I mean, Gary was a very popular, powerful mimetic card mm-hmm. when the, uh, Theros. Theros, just original yeah. Theros, came out. I don't. He, I don't think that we can claim to have necessarily created Gary, but we certainly helped popularize it thanks to the platform of Friday nights at the time. Yeah, hmm. but get garyed. Get garyed. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, it was like a magic meme, and I love that the the people who designed the set were like, okay, you know what's a card that everyone really remembers and loves is the Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Let's bring, how can we work that in here? How can we make this self-referential to the things that we love about magic? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the theme of the set, right? Because it's magic-themed, right? It's a, it's a fantastical magic science fiction space theme park that is themed around magic the gathering so of course it's going to be all the things that you love yeah right so i think that's very fun and clever also gray merchant of uh, alphabet has devotion to a of four the sorry oh he's because he's got four a's in his name yeah choose four if you're playing this onto an empty oh wow yeah oh that is good actually yeah yeah it's, it's a big life swing right there yeah a tribal Oh, letter for each creature you control that has the chosen letter in its name. Oh, wait. Oh, man. So- oh. oh, boo. <laughs> There's the that's a that's a that's a common magic player feeling. It's like, oh, wait, I figured out how to break this thing wide open. Oh, just every instance. Bummer. I mean, if you've got tokens, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there goes my wordle score. Huh. <laughs> Didn't, uh, it was one of the earliest spoilers. I'm trying to find it. There's so many of them. The, uh, animate or in animate object. Yeah. Hmm. Cause I think, uh, Cameron, I think that tap beverages with extreme caution was yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah. Of animate. And again, I don't know who did the name necessarily, but I just love that it's animate object and animate object. Yes. Both. It's this is it's just this is a good card. Also, it's just a good card. Four and uh, blue for a sorcery. You get seven tickets. Choose an inanimate object you own from outside the game. Put a power and toughness sticker on it. You may also put a name sticker, uh, an art sticker, and or an ability sticker on it. Put it onto the battlefield as a creature. So you just go. Yep, here's a creature now. Here you go. But you don't have you have to put a power and toughness sticker on it. But it's the everything else is a may, so you can buff up your other creatures with those stickers if you or with those You can save the tickets, yeah. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. save the tickets if you want to. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I like also the um He doombladed my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh I tweeted about this, um, the big top. Uh I said it was um this was one of the only times when I was in genuine mode uh, for the flavor text, which was the uh, the glow of the big top can be seen for light years, but its excitement can be felt in the hearts of anyone who's ever been there. Because uh, I was just like, ah, I don't think I need to make a joke on this one. And they ended up going with that, which was nice. It's, it's, fun, to, it's fun to be reminded you can operate in multiple modes. <laughs> I told only jokes. <laughs> I mean, most of I've my got jokes. one speed. <laughs> you could tell when you when uh, you said something uh, really good and or stupid because 
as I mentioned, team lead Ari just responded by saying your first name in a period. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got that for the flavor text for Saw in Half. Yep. <laughs> Which was uh, uh, the audience loves it, but volunteers are divided. Yep. And uh, yeah. Oh, the audience always loves it. Uh, Same for yeah, Space Family Goblins. <laughs> yeah. Which Sean did the flavor text for, which I which I really like. Which is so good. It's the the goblin word for vacation translates roughly to a battered landscape of noise and violence, which is very <laughs> it's very good as well. <laughs> it's very beautiful, honestly. It's yeah. a lovely sentence. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, we talked about stickers and attractions, and there's dice rolling. And I think that that's all the sort of broad mechanics. I think that otherwise yeah. any of the mechanics are sort of card by card. Yeah. So like, uh, tickets are kind of like energy that's exclusive to the set. Yeah. And only or, used like, for stickers. Yeah. So they're sort of all the one thing. Um, but uh, yeah, if you have um, questions about working on the set, uh, please do ask because we are going to do, we are going to talk more about it. But this was just sort of an initial overview of finally getting to finally get you to talk about some of these cards. Um, so please do um, throw those in the comments. Uh, but if you want to see some Infinity in action, oh boy, this coming Sunday, 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 October 2nd, it's the Infinity PPR. Uh, it's going to be broadcasting live at 10 a.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash loading ready run. And of course the VODs and everything will be up on youtube.com slash LRRMTG as soon as we can after that. It's going to be uh, a bunch of folks from Loading Ready Run, special guests, Mark Rosewater back again, and of course, Megan and Maria from Good Luck High Five. Very happy to have them back in the studio as well. Uh, we're going to be doing a draft because this, this set is designed for draft. So we're going to be doing a live uh, draft in front of your very eyes. Uh, and then um, a whole bunch of Infinity gameplay. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to be a whole thing. Um, also, I got to sit down with Mark and Sean to do a little sort of uh, chat about working on the set, and we'll be airing that uh, during the stream as well. In fact, that'll be after the draft to give people a chance to deck build and sleeve up and all that. And uh, we have other fun entertainments to delight and entice you with. So uh, please do tune in for the Infinity PPR because it's going to be it's going to be a very fun time. Uh, and I'm 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 really excited about it. Um, we've got the Dominaria and United nicknames episode coming up soon, probably next episode, I guess. James is nodding, uh, and then, like I said, we've also got an episode where we're going to go even deeper into the weeds on uh, on working on Infinity, including uh, sharing some flavor text that uh, for for ver for various reasons didn't see print. And why? You'll have to tune in and find out. So look forward to that on a future episode as well. Swears. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many swears. Uh, and then oh, I, I guess also probably we'll have an episode um, with uh, Mark and Megan and Maria. Yeah. Because we usually do an episode Ooh. with the PPR guests. I'll, so. be watching, I'll be asking them their spicy food takes. Oh, right. Yeah. They're, they're five. Their they're... takes about food that are spiced. No, hang on. Yeah. They're, they're spicy takes. About, about food. Their spicy, controversial food opinions. Yes. Mm. Not their controversial opinions about spicy food. I mean, I, so I don't Unless think... Unless that is where their opinions are controversial. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's spicy been... is a tricky word to use in this sentence. 
Here, five hot pepper food takes. Hmm. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for uh, Tap Tap Conceit for this week. Thanks, everybody, so much for joining us. Um, a reminder that, of course, the show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Ask them for a button that, uh, you know, tell them we sent you. They'll give you a little button. It's going to say something funny. I don't know what it is right now, but uh, it's good. Trust me. <laughs> Smile. It's as good as the flavor text that we wrote. Yeah. And, of course, uh, everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. If you see any of these spoilers and you're like, oh, I think I know who wrote that, feel free to hit us up on Twitter and we'll tell you that we don't remember. But if, but if we do remember, we will also respond. Um, until next time, I have been Graham, joined by Cameron huh? and Kathleen. Ah. <laughs> James has been running tech. Have a good guys. These online. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.